You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Since we're 100%. feeling good, they're going to the Super Bowl. We get a party. We all cracked open a drink. We're feeling great. The let's all mention the one moment where we're like, well, that they're, they're losing. It was definitely the Mahomes fumble, right? We were like, why? Oh what happened? Uh, <laughs> it was, was earlier. No, that was a gut punch. <laughs> I thought like, why? And then they go down and score the touchdown. You're like, oh, oh, but it didn't matter. We're feeling good. What was yours, Nick? It wasn't that one. Mine was the end of the second quarter. Mine was uh, getting the interception, the Jalen Watson interception. Chiefs had the ball, and I can say this now without feeling bad because they won the game, but they got the ball at the Cincinnati 39-yard line with two minutes and 20 seconds to go. They ran three plays. They got zero yards of offense. They ran 20 plays off the clock, punted the ball back to Cincinnati, who then went down the field and scored a field goal on a 95-yard drive. I go, that's the game right there. That is what happens when you have poor clock management and you give another team the ball back in a situation where you didn't have to. Like if you just, if you run the ball and keep the clock moving or run a quick little pass play, you can keep the clock moving and make sure Cincinnati never touches it. And then when the Chiefs came out of the second half and went three and out again, I think they got two yards on that next drive. I said, oh my, here it is. Like this is it again. Chiefs built an early lead, couldn't capitalize and get touchdowns. And now they let Cincy back in it. That was when I, and so the whole second half, that anxiety was with me, was like here on my, my right shoulder the entire time saying like, this is going to happen again. Ugh. It's the worst feeling. It really is. I was not comfortable for one second of that game. We could have been up by 30 and I would not have been comfortable. But doesn't it feel so good? Like when this is the end that you come, like I get the stress. We're going to finish recording this podcast. No, no, we're not going to bed yet, right? We're going to be thinking oh, about, no. what, you know, like <laughs> thinking about Arizona and Nick's going to grind some tape on Philly tonight. Who knows, right? right. Like, tonight, <laughs> tonight. I'm going to go to Shellbacks and take a Fanta shot. <laughs> like we're, we're, we're going to run into it tonight. It's going to be a long time. And so it just feels like in this game, it was really about like every time I come back around to him, like, all right, MVS had a tremendous game. We even asked ourselves this question before, like, who could change your opinion about them if they had a huge game? And I said, MVS could have 100 yards, and I wouldn't think any different about him. And I still don't, but I don't, but he had it. He had, he had the game they had to have from somebody. But this is, it's, it's Mahomes and Chris Jones. Nick, you, you had said it earlier. This is the easiest thing to track. How did the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl this year? They had arguably the best defensive player in the NFL this season at the very worst, he's a top three defensive player in the NFL this year, having an Aaron Donald like year for as much as we used to try to compare him to him and the best quarterback in the NFL and the best coach. So it's like, it can be boiled down very simply that way. But in this game, that's what happened. Mahomes went superhero and Chris Jones murdered single-handedly an entire offensive line. He got called. They, they got called for holding. 
on a play where two guys were holding him at the same time. Like a guy holding back a guy in a bar fight in a movie scene. They both had like an arm behind him as he was like reaching through to get Joe Burrow. It's like he could, he did everything he wanted. Those two guys did what they wanted tonight. Since we talked about this all season, it feels right to talk about it now. What do we think Tyreek's thinking right now? Okay, so um, he hasn't tweeted or liked I anything. Any I just I haven't seen any I, shots of Tyreek yet. On the I just looked, no tweets, no likes in the last day. Cody, do you think he'll be at the Super Bowl, like doing media stuff? Yeah, Tyreek likes the check. I bet Tyreek will. I bet he'll do Radio Row. <laughs> oh, does he like the check? Oh, Cody, this we know. Cody, does he like the check? <laughs> Tell me more. So maybe the real question, Nick, is our illustrious producer. Can you get him? Can you get him on our show? Say what? So we can He's ask there. him. How? Awkward. I don't even care if we get one question. Tell him all we want is one question. How's it feel? How you feeling, Tyreek? Just answer me that question. Could be two words. I'm good. I don't even need a follow up. How you feeling? Because that's all that really. The Chiefs did this without Tyreek. That's a whole other part of this. I want a, comp- a compilation of every talk show, radio show, of everyone talking about how the Chiefs weren't going to be the team this year. All of it, just to build up to the Super Bowl. No Tyreek. They're going to be a mess. He's your biggest weapon. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to the Super Bowl. Eat well, you know what's so funny about that is going through the game when you walk, you get, you get to the game. Uh, Justin Watson was not active. Travis Kelsey uh, was questionable heading into the game. Then Juju goes down. Then Kadarius Tony goes down. Then Nicole goes down. And he said, man, uh, if there was ever a time to really appreciate the depth of this lineup, it would be a game where you lose three of your top guys, your quarterbacks hobbled, your tight ends hobbled, your starting running backs hobbled, and they were able to cobble it together with Marcus Kemp. Like, Marcus Kemp is the guy we reference when we make jokes. I didn't know who that was. Marcus yeah. Kemp's been on this roster for like a decade. I'm not, I'm not lying. <laughs> Like, I had the thing no I idea said who on, that was. The thing, the thing I said honest. on Twitter, Nick, was like, whatever Perry Ellis joke you made should have been made about Marcus Kemp like 10 times over. He's been on this Chiefs team for seemingly like four, 40 years. And I just want to, and I want to say, um, I don't think that that means like you shouldn't try to have talent on your wide receiver core, but I look at these two teams and going back to all the conversations that were being had, like you said, Kayla, leading into the game. And it was all about how like the Bengals had the firepower, the Chiefs had the quarterback. And yet the Chiefs dominated this game. Their defensive line for the Chiefs dominated the game. Steve Spagnuolo deserves a ton of credit. I don't ever want to have a Spags conversation again. Steve Spagnuolo can have a job here until he decides to retire. I don't ever want to hear a Spag. Look at what he did this year with all the rookies he played. Is, is there another defense in the NFL who played more rookies than Steve Spagnuolo? And look at the performance they just... Uh, technically, there was. He played the third most, but, I mean, they're a super... And one of those... Teams, yeah, so and one of those, yeah, and one of those bad, teams do The Texans and shit, it doesn't matter if they're yeah, bad. Exactly. Bad teams. Joe Burrow with 26 of 41, 270, one touchdown, two interceptions, and he was the leading rusher for the Bengals. That was the big question coming in, too. Will the Chiefs be able to slow down the rushing attack from the Bengals? Joe Burrow was the leading rusher with four carries and 30 yards. This was a, a beautiful performance by the Chiefs' defense. They, maybe their best of the year. The Chiefs saved their best defensive performance of the year for the biggest game of the year against one of the most potent, talented offenses in the NFL. So everybody deserves credit. Chris Jones deserves credit. All of his contemporaries on the line. All the rookies. Steve Spagnolo. We can talk about the offense later. Maybe they should have scored. The, the defense for Kansas City was magnificent versus Cincinnati. 
the Chiefs offensive line had a really good day too. I think it kind of got lost in the shuffle because you're like watching Mahomes. He didn't get sacked. I mean, you know, he got down once, one time. I mean, they gave him plenty of time, especially in the early part. When they were moving the ball and coming up short, he had plenty of time. Like he was standing back there cruising. And then people got all hung up because Orlando Brown Jr. had one bad snap against a three-man rush. But outside of that, they were great. Like they were great. There were some like unsung heroes in this game. But I think we had said, I think on this podcast even, I was willing to give Spags like a whole pass for this year. Like, okay, they come up short and the defense needs trouble. He's going to start like a million rookies. What's he supposed to do? And nope, nope. He's going to get his team to the Super Bowl again. See, Spagnuolo has been the defensive coordinator for four years on this team. They've been to the Super Bowl three times. The rule still applies for him. His defense isn't holding him back three of the last four years, right? Uh-huh. Like, how can we be all that mad and be like, hey, could you play better defense? You're like, we're in the Super Bowl. Three times in four years. If we win it, we would have won two out of the three. I don't think you can really go after Spags right now. That would be bold. I would just like to say, this is the first time in five years I've gotten my dream Super Bowl scenario. Oh. Why I'm the dream? S- okay, because... The Reed versus I w- Philly, Kelsey I wanted... Brother. Yes, all of those things. But back in Mahomes' first year, I wanted a Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl, and it was the Pats. Second time, 49ers-Chiefs, I wanted the Packers you know, read match. Um, the next year it was Bucks Chiefs. I wanted Packers again. That didn't happen. Um, last year Rams got there. We did not. This year, midway through the season, once we knew Philadelphia was the front runner in the NFC, I was like, give me an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl. The Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Brothers, Cheeseburger versus Philly Cheesesteak, barbecue, maybe. We're looking at Andy Reid though. Um, and that's who I am most excited for, to be honest, is Andy Reid. Walking him walk out of coming up from the locker room, walking on the field. I just wanted this for him more than anything. I don't know. I just want to give him a big old hug. He just is my favorite, and I'm so happy for him. How is it that the Eagles are the team least bothered by letting go of Andy Reid? Everyone else made a huge mistake. Everyone made a worse mistake than the Eagles. The Eagles have been to two Super Bowls with two different coaches since he left. They won the other one. You're like, what the hell, Billy? What's going on there? Are you guys just always in this? Like, you let Andy Reid go, and you're like, well, we'll just keep going. It's fine. We don't really care. Um, Every other team was like, God, we should have hired Andy. Ooh. But that was the famous story. Like, you go back to the same thing, and you go through every story that leads you to this point. You go through Clark Hunt standing on the tarmac telling Andy Reid he cannot leave until he's the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. You go back to Brett Veach banging the table over and over and over again, begging them to take. Patrick Mahomes, it's all of those. Like when you you play those things up, you're like, yeah, those were the defining moments of this franchise who had been stuck in such mediocrity for so long. At the time they took over Andy Reid, they were the they were one of the worst franchises in football. They couldn't do anything right. They were a laughing stock. And then they now they're here in le- in a decade. Do you guys think that uh and I know we're we're running long. Um do you guys think that the Bengals regret talking trash? I hope so. I hope this taught them a valuable lesson. But now I feel like this rivalry is going to be even more heated next season. I would regret it. I mean, this goes to the same thing. We tried to warn, we try to warn people. Um, you know, Mahomes, Mahomes is very petty and it fuels him to do great things. And if petty you haven't bad. learned that yet and you're in the NFL and you decide to step in one, that's on you. I don't feel bad for Cincinnati, but they should regret talking that much trash. All right, guys, we're nearing the end. This has been tons of fun. Do we want to do winners, losers, game balls, 
Oh, yeah, I don't even know where to go yes. with this. Let's just let's do game balls. There's there's uh we've I think we've already covered the losers. That's Eli Apple and that Mike, bum ass mayor of Cincinnati. Mike yeah. Hilton, the mayor. They're all losers. Yeah. Cody, you go first. Okay, so I won't say Chris Jones for now because we've spent so much time absolutely gushing about him, and I do believe <laughs> uh rightfully so. But the winner for me today is Brett Veach. Brett Veach had an incredible draft. George Karloftis had a sack today. Brian Cook had a tipped pass that led to another rookie, Joshua Williams, picking it off. Trent McDuffie made three incredible plays that dictated terms. Hell, Cincinnati was going to get a first down, and Trent McDuffie jumped as high as he could in the air to deflect a pass that eventually forced them to punt again and what inevitably became a, ch a chief scoring drive. It's like Brett Veach's fingerprints were all over this thing you couple that with the fact that mvs was his you know one of his big wide receiver signings this offseason he went you know over 100 yards and a touchdown right it's it's all of those things it's like every little piece of this feels very brett veach to me so I'll, I'll give him a big winner for today game ball uh i'm gonna give mine to frank clark i mean this guy is now in sole possession of third place, had a sack and a half tonight. That gives him 13 and a half postseason cracks in his career, 13 and a half postseason sacks in his career, which is behind just Willie McGinnis and Bruce Smith. He passed Reggie White and Terrell Suggs, guys. He is third all time. Wow. I do not ever want to hear another single <laughs> word about what Frank Clark clark has or hasn't done i don't want to hear another single word about how much money the chiefs paid him and how overpaid he was and how much it was hindering the chiefs ability to build a roster this guy and his performance in the postseason can now be directly like linked to the chiefs going to two super bowls two super bowls because he has been a productive pass rusher when it matters the most, I don't give a damn what he has done in the regular season. He is worth every penny and one of the best acquisitions the Chiefs have ever made. I, I really believe that. Here, here. All right. I mean, yeah, outside of the obvious of everyone we've already covered tonight, my game ball goes to two people. The rookie class as a whole. I mean, way to step up in the biggest moment of the season, yeah. of your career. That was just so impressive, which again goes back to Brett Beach. Um, and also my guy, Harrison Bucker, lights out tonight. Perfect on the night. He is back to his original form by all accounts. Um, we needed him when it count when it counted most. Um, and it just feels good to have a very solid kicker back with us because it I got dicey you. there. I wasn't a jinx. I said he was back. I said he's back. And you guys said, Why would you do that? Why would you even utter those words? I'm like, he's back. Look at that Game guy. Money field goal. Boom. It was dicey. Oh, a lot. This year. It Everything was... came full circle on full Sunday. Full circle moment. Awesome. All right, guys. That's going to okay. do it. I said, all right. Shoot. Oh, put a coin in the jar. Pretty close, <laughs> though. You almost made it. Okie dokie, guys. That's going to do it for us. <laughs> it just turned into next later's Oakley dokley. <laughs> That's going to do it for us on this episode of It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. That is Cody Tapp. He is Nick Schwer. I am Kayla Kinnair. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. We will be back with you all throughout this week and next leading up to Super Bowl 57 between the Philadelphia Eagles and your Kansas City Chiefs. Have a good one.